the, the business owner that's doing half a million a year is not necessarily doing everything in the day. Um, you have, you have people that can help you and you have systems that can help you. And, you know, there's, if you try to do everything, you're never going to get everything done and you're going to feel like you're, you're spinning your wheels. Right. So it's about yeah. increasing the value of the things that you're doing and then identifying what the low value items are that you're doing and finding cheap, affordable, or free ways to offload them. Right. We yes, call it like, do you want to keep doing these things? Do you want to delegate these things? Or do you want to dump these things? So the things that you should do are obviously the high leverage activities, Going to estimates, I mean, for your business right now, moving around crews, talking to homeowners, um, mm -hmm. working on upsells, closing out jobs, like those are high value things. Welcome to the Painter Growth Podcast, where we help you scale your painting company in record time. Join us as we explore sales, marketing, hiring, finances, leadership, and more. Everything that you need to know to scale and grow your painting business. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, everybody? Mike Gore Hickman here, founder of PainterGrowth.com, and you are all listening. Some you're watching the Painter Growth Podcast, uh, YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. So, what's up? Today we have um, my friend, client of ours, and awesome business owner, great person, and recent uh, community of the community member of the month winner, <laughs> Gil, Mr. Yeah. Gilbert Perez. Um, here, how are you doing, Gil? Doing, doing well, doing well. How about yourself? I am. I'm doing great, man. Beautiful day here. You are located in uh, Texas, South Texas. Yeah, I'm, I'm in McAllen, Texas, down here on the Texas-Mexico border. That's where I'm at. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I guess before we like jump into the coaching um, component of it, just get your uh, feedback so far. Like, what what made you decide you wanted to join uh, Painter Growth? Well, you know, I've been I've been uh, in this business for going on four years now. And, you know, I've just kind of been doing the same thing over and over again. And um, when I got, I got on the lift off 2024, I believe that's what it was 2024. And um, I, I think you were the first one on, I came on just a little bit late on that day, but you were the first one on, I believe. And it just caught my attention. I have spoken to you guys probably about, I think a year, year and a half ago, and it wasn't a right fit at that time. And uh, it, you know, a year and a half later, two years later, here you guys are again, and uh, inquired about y'all, and and uh, spoke to a good buddy of mine, Joe. Joe, uh, well, you know Joe, and uh, he uh, kind of told Joe. me what was going. Yeah, he kind of told me what was going on, and I, I pulled the trigger. You know, I mean, it was it was a tough decision. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, it, it's a tough decision, but um, I decided to do it because you know I need to do something different. Awesome, and it's been it's just been a month. Um, How's your first month? Well, the first one's been going good. You know, it's been going well. Um, I've had uh, I've had some stuff happen. You know, during during this course, uh, this time last year was pretty slow, uh, and then now this year is you know it's it's kicked in. Um, you're just doing things differently, uh, much different than what I used to do. Things I didn't think about that you guys have have kind of showed us how you know shown us how to do. Um, you know, it took some practice to get it you know to get it going, but. You know, especially the way that I was closing, the way that I was, you know, uh, you know, just talking to leads when we get the leads in, things of that nature. So all that's changed for me, you know, and it's helped. It's helped a great deal, uh, especially in closing. It's helped a great deal. Awesome. Do you have like close close rate metrics on or or like how much you've closed in the last month? Uh, well, let's see here. Um, 
I have four storage units areas. That's about 25,000. We did a walkthrough yesterday, so they took out some stuff, uh, but that dropped down to about 25. It was around 34, but they, like I said, they removed it. Um, had another house that uh, exterior, that was uh, about 7,500. And interior was 12,000. Um, got a Motel 6 that's, I, I'm still pricing that out, but that's gonna be a pretty big one. And then, um, of front doors that we were doing so that's a, that's about nineteen hundred dollars and you know for, for that so i don't have an exact total but for this month just this month alone all that's been coming in nice. all that's been coming in so it's great i mean just to you know just plus, for sure. yeah for sure cool well um yeah the purpose of this one is just to do kind of a live coaching call and see where else we can help so tell me man what's what's going on what's 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 struggling yeah right now Busy that, um, you know, I, I'm trying to get out there to, to, you know, to do the door knocking. Um, and because all the quotes are coming, all the, you know, because I, you know, I have, uh, you know, my Google's out there. I'm not running Google, but my, you know, my, you know, I have a, a Google presence and then my Facebook stuff that I'm doing too, as well that, you know, they're pouring in. And so I've been, you know, working late to try to, uh, to get those quotes in on top of, you know, doing my regular project management of, of the other projects we got going on now, you know, so, my my days have been stretched into you know past five six seven o'clock, so trying to get out there and, and do the door knocking has been a little difficult during the day. But on the weekend is where I really try to you know try to get it done, uh, especially like, like if I go garage selling. You know, uh, my girlfriend likes to go garage selling, so I'll go with her, and then so I'll go you know hang door you know do the door hangers or I put the yard signs out in the neighborhoods, and you know we we kind of go on our way, you know so. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I try to incorporate as much of it, you know, in as, as possible, but that, that is a method that I, I was not using at all, period. And I had door hangers, you know, here in my office for the longest time and just did not hang them up. And yeah. I started to hang them up and then I ordered a whole bunch more and started hanging those up as well. So that's, that's clearly a method that's different. So biggest, one of the biggest challenges you're having right now is just you're too busy and the, the, the job that you have now is just taking up too many hours in the day. Yeah, so I'm having to, you know, uh, figure out, you know, my hours. So I'm an early bird as it is. So, you know, this morning I got I got up at three just so I can start working some of the things that I do because I know it's going to stretch me into late in the day. So, you know, uh, I love going to the gym, but haven't been haven't been not have not been able to go to the gym lately because it's you know it's, I got a lot going on right now, which is That's great. Yeah, that is a problem. Yeah, I like yeah. I need to. Need to get back in the gym again. So. Yeah, if I miss the gym like three days in a row, I start getting cranky. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love it. I love going to the gym. It it just, you know, it's just my zen, you know, kind of thing that, you know, that 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 I enjoy the most. And I've been doing that for since when I was in the army. So it just kind of in me to do it still. You know. Yeah. So <clears throat> I mean, we don't go into having a painting business to wanting to work eighty hours a week, but that's what happens, right? As yeah. we kind of grow what are you what is your monthly production rate right now like approximately what did you produce in january what are you looking to produce in february well, what am i looking to produce is that what you're asking yeah what did you produce in january about and then what are you approximately going to produce oh, in february january i was probably around seven thousand. i mean it, it wasn't very much until i got in with you guys and then uh uh started probably at the mid-january i believe that's when i started uh and then as i was learning all the new things um, you know, then all the podcasts that you put out, all the information that you're just, you know, that you're providing everybody started implementing all that I could implement, you know, trying to take the low hanging fruit as much as possible without having to spend too much money up front, you know, but being able to generate all that. And then this month, 
it's, it's pretty much all the projects that I've been telling you, you know, at the beginning of this, that that's uh, it's, it's, it's tripled, you know, feels like it's tripled since, since January. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's great. It's great. Okay. So you're hoping to produce like, you know, 25 to 30,000 this month. Yeah. So my number that, that I'm, yes, yes, for sure. Uh, my, my number that I'm trying to hit every month is around, uh, I had it on, 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 on the computer, but it's from 45 K a month. Okay. You know, that's the number that, that that's my magic number, 45 K a month. Okay. So if you're looking to get to, you know, 45 K per month, we need to start treating your time. Like you're a business that's already doing, you know, half a million a year. Right. And so the, the business owner that's doing half a million a year is not necessarily doing everything in the day. Um, you have, you have people that can help you and you have systems that can help you. And, you know, there's, if you try to do everything, you're never going to get everything done and you're going to feel like you're, you're spinning your wheels. Right. So it's about yeah. increasing the value of the things that you're doing and then identifying what the low value items are that you're doing and finding cheap, affordable, or free ways to offload them. Right. We yes, call sir. like, do you want to keep doing these things? Do you want to delegate these things? Or do you want to dump these things? So the things that you should do are obviously the high leverage activities, going to estimates. I mean, for your business right now, moving around crews, talking to homeowners, um, mm -hmm. work on upsells, closing out jobs. Like those are high value things, things that are like maybe medium value things that you can, you probably have someone in your team that can do, um, like, uh, uh, would be like production related that end up taking a lot of time. So moving around paint, moving around ladders, uh, going to the paint store, uh, checking in on jobs every single day. Like these are things that we could probably delegate. We can create a system for, and we can delegate them. And then the mm -hmm. third one is uh, actually, sorry, I mean, going on further on the delegation train, um, the low value activities that you're doing, but still have to be done. Like doing the door hangers, like doing the door knocking, like doing, um, uh, you know, putting up signs, like those are marketing activities, but then pr there's probably a whole whack of administrative things that you're spending a lot of time on as well. Right. Yeah. Job costing, bookkeeping, um, you know, you name it, right. You, you were doing them yeah. all. <laughs> yeah. So we need to identify what they are. Um, and it's kind of like this mathematical relationship between what's the value of the task and how long does it take you per week to do? And we mm -hmm. want to take the low value tasks that take a long time and get rid of those first, right? Because those are typically the easiest thing. Because like you can't really screw up hanging door hangers. <laughs> yeah. Right? Exactly. But you can probably hire someone for like 10 or 12 bucks an hour to do it. Yeah. Right. So, okay. So, so how do we identify those tasks? Now, how we do that is with our, with our um, priority management uh, module. And I can, I'll walk through that here briefly for the listeners. But had you, had you had a chance to go through that yet? No, I have not. Okay in our uh, workbook have you got your workbook yet that just came in i got it yesterday yes okay so anyone who's just listening only you should check out the workbook i'm just showing a picture of it uh anyway there you go um so right at the start of it we have our priority management uh templates and you you, you can download them online in the course too but basically we have there's three steps to it so the first is your um daily time audit template and so mm -hmm. what this is, is this is your full day in 15 minute increments. And just as you go about your day, you just want to have this out. You don't have to fill it in every 15 minutes, but like every hour or two, check back and just fill in what you did. And you're going to write the task that you did and any notes associated with it. So you're going to see how long things, how long things took. So like 
Okay, and I'm sorry, I don't start it at 3 a.m. It only starts at 6 a.m. <laughs> so you can read above it, I guess. Um, so at 6 a.m., what did you do? How long did it take? You know, what was it related to? At 7 a.m., what did you do? How long? And then after you do this for like three or four days, because we have actually um, a.m. and p.m. for a full week here. When you, I, I recommend doing it for a full week, but even after you do it for two or three days, you're going to find a lot of inefficiencies. It's pretty mm. crazy. Like, even yeah. if you feel like you're real productive, be like, what the heck did I do from 12 until 1.30? <laughs> yeah. Like, I had such a high opportunity there. Um, and so if you if you can do it even for three days, you're going to see what you're doing, what's high leverage, what's low leverage. Then what you do, once you have your, um, you know, ideally three, three to five days of your time audit figured out, then you're going to fill out the next uh, sheet, which is called the D sheet. This is the do delegate dump sheet. And you're going to take every an individual task that you did throughout your last three to five days, and you're going to list them out on the D sheet. So what were the tasks? Uh, second tab is hourly rate. So how much do you think it would cost to delegate that specific activity? So some things like door hangers, you can write like 10 or 12 bucks an hour. I mean, depending on where you are, I don't imagine the minimum wage in McCallum is super high. No, it's not. It's really low down here. Yeah. So you could probably get someone for 10 or 12 bucks. So pretty affordable. Yeah. Um, third column, does it have to be me? <laughs> right. So right now for estimates, for example, that might be a hundred dollar an hour hourly rate. And does it have to be you right now? Yes. Cause you don't really yeah. like it's, it's yeah. expensive and you're not quite big enough yet for a sales rep. So I would say yes. And then you're going to write do for sales, but for like door hanging hourly rate, 10 bucks an hour. Does it have to be me? No. Okay. Well, we're going to delegate it. Right. So right. as you go through this, your D sheet, you're going to see hourly rate, how much time you're spending on everything. And then uh, you're going to be able to prioritize what you should do, what you shouldn't do. So the first step, you're getting more clear on where you're wasting time. And then the second step, second step, you're getting clear on what you shouldn't be doing anymore. Right. Then you can prioritize what to delegate, what to create systems for. So something like creating door, do, doing door hangers. Sounds like you're spending like maybe two to four hours a week doing it. Yeah, it's, it's not right now. It's not very much. I've just been busy the past couple of weeks trying to get everything together. But yeah, but I mean, two to four hours a week is a lot of time for one task for one low level mm -hmm. task. So four mm -hmm. hours a week, you're doing something that should be that's that'd be $40 a week to delegate. Mm. Right? $160 a month, you now have that done and you've saved four hours a week. So as yeah. a as a as a business owner that own that does 45,000 per month, if you're maintaining a 35% profit margin, so mm -hmm. 45,000 times 0.35, that's 15,000 in net profit. Okay. Divide it by 40, divide it by 4.3. That's $91 an hour. Okay. At $45,000. So in theory, anything that you can delegate for less than $91 an hour, you should be delegating for less than $91 an hour. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. And this is why I joined the joined you guys because I, you know, stuff like these, these numbers here, as you know, as a business owner who does, you know, I came into with zero experience in painting, you know, so and obviously zero experience in, in running a business. So when you break it down like that, I mean, it makes a lot of sense because you don't see it that way. You know, at least I don't. I, I see it as I need to find work. I need to find work. I need to find work. And that's been that's my main concentration. And that's been what it is the past couple of years, you mm -hmm. know. But as the businessman, business oriented with the numbers, understanding it you know uh this is great you know so in uh i mean what you're talking about and it's it's pretty uh pretty um 
regular like human behavior, right? And I'm just going to share my screen here. And you've probably heard of this before. Um, but I'm just going to share my screen right here. So again, anyone listening, sorry about this. But um, so this is like this is like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Have you seen this before, Gil? Negative. No, I have not. Okay. So Maslow was a psychologist or psych, whatever, psychiatrist, psychologist, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, he created this hierarchy of needs that basically every human goes through and like the bottom being the most important. So at the bottom is, is physiological needs, air, water, food, shelter, sleep, clothing, reproduction. So if you don't have any of those things, if you don't have water, you don't really care about your family or your sense of connection, right? You just care about water. <laughs> yeah. So, so once your physio physiological needs are taken care of, now you can start thinking about the second level, which is safety needs, personal security, employment, resources, health, property. Again, if you don't have personal security, friendship doesn't really matter that much or respect or desire to, uh, to self-actualize. Like those things don't matter if you don't have personal security or employment, resources, health, property, right? So what I would, um, you know, you have your physiological needs, but in safety, one of them is employment. And mm -hmm. so as a business owner, if you are always scraping the bottom of the barrel for your next job, like where's my next job going to become from? That is personal security. I don't know where, how I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to feed my kids in February, <laughs> right? That's a bad <laughs> place to be because you don't have the time to now, or the, the, in terms of this pyramid, the hierarchy, you don't have the, the mental capacity to start thinking about that next level, like productivity, that your personal productivity doesn't matter if you're just trying to get that next job. Mm -hmm. but now in the last three weeks, since you joined this program, you've realized like, oh, I have all of these different ways to get jobs. So I don't need to worry. Like, yes, I'm still hustling. I'm still doing the things, obviously, but I don't need to worry about that anymore because that's taken care of. Yeah. Right? Now we can start going to the next level, which is in, in this high, in this specific pyramid, love and belonging, friendship, intimacy, family, sense of connection. But you can also add your. I mean, it's, it's pretty parallel your personal productivity and how much time you're spending working. Cause if you're working from 3am till 6pm and then you're working from 5pm till 8pm, well, it's a lot harder to maintain a relationship with your girlfriend when you don't have any time. Like girlfriends take time. <laughs> they take time and money. Um, and if you, you know, you've, you've handled the money thing. Now we need to spend time with them, uh, in order for them to continue wanting to spend time with us, which is kind yeah. of the point, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So now you have the ability to start thinking about being productive. And so that's why our productivity training is right at the start of the program, because it's so important. And, you know, people join Painter Growth Blueprint, they join working with Painter Growth because they're like, I want to get more leads, I want to get more work, right? Just like you did. Mm. But what people don't realize is that once you solve that problem, new problems open up, yep. including your time, uh, you know, your team, uh, your leadership, your uh, company structure, your standard operating procedures, uh, your cash flow management, all these other things start becoming problems, which is all things that we address within Blueprint, but you just got to figure out what to prioritize. Yeah. So for you, definitely priority management. We want to figure out what these lowest level activities that you're doing are and get those off of your plate as quickly as possible, but not just get rid of them because these are all really important things that need to get done. But how can we make sure that we have a system for it and we can get on someone reliable to do it so that you don't need to do it? Because if you spent those four hours instead of door hanging doing four estimates, 
how much more of an impact would that have on the job on the business? A lot. Be a great. Lot. So yeah. on on average, uh, nationwide average, every time you do an estimate, you book about a thousand dollars. So if mm. you, I mean, some people are way more than that. So if you did three estimates on average, you'd book three thousand dollars, one three thousand dollar job out of three estimates, kind of thing, mm. right? You do ten yeah. estimates, you book about ten grand in in aggregate. It's going to obviously change a little bit. Um, so that's like a thousand dollar per hour task versus a ten dollar an hour task for door hanging, hundred times more efficient. And the game of business, the way that I look at it, and and now with my business, you know, this painter painter growth, um, I started it, and then now we're doing like several hundred thousand dollars a month. The I cannot let myself become a limiting factor for any aspect in my business, right? So if like I find that I'm the bottleneck, something comes to me, and I have to do something in order for it to keep going, then that's a problem. So what I kind of uh, I've said a lot and kind of I'm trying to get coined for this phrase one day if someone quotes me on this I'll be forever grateful but um, your ability to grow your business will be limited only by your ability to delegate more and more difficult tasks so I'm repeat that one more time your ability to scale your business will be limited only by your ability to delegate more and more complex tasks so what that means is breaking it down is like as you grow your business and as you delegate the things that you're going to be delegating are become harder and harder to delegate. Delegating door hangers is easy. Delegating painting is a little bit harder. Yeah. Delegating production management is harder than that. Delegating sales, again, harder. There's a big training. You have to do reviews. There's a whole whack of systems they need to know. Delegating a general manager, bookkeeping, leadership, delegating priority management, You know, delegating these higher level things it just becomes harder and harder. So as soon as you hit that point in your business where I can, I, I just don't have the mental capacity to be able to delegate this task, that will ultimately be your limiting factor. There's other things that will also limit that could also limit you. Like if you can't get enough leads, if you can't book enough sales, but in general, if you could hire 10 marketers and then hire three sales reps and train them and delegate all of the systems that you know now to them effectively, like your business will, will grow really, really quick. But as soon as you stop with that delegation mindset, it's like this, I'm going to do this. This is my job now. That will be your limit. I hear you. Tough part is delegating when you want, when you've been used to doing it all yourself. And that's, that's, that's the tough part, you know, not that I can't delegate, but you know, um, you know, you put so much work into getting to that point that it'd be hard to let that piece go because you know how you've done it or been doing it for such a long time. Now you got to entrust somebody else to do that piece for you. And you hope that they get it done right. Or, you know, to where it doesn't cause any issues, you know? So that's the hard part, you know, uh, yeah, maintaining I quality standard, right? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I, uh, I just hired a lead painter who's, who's really kind of most turned into a project manager slash lead painter instead of, lead painter slash project manager and um he's a he's an older gentleman so his you know uh i think it was inside it was i think it was the podcast one of the podcasts that you have put out uh talking about the uh the mind of you know certain age groups and you know the gen x and uh you know gen z and so on and so forth you know and um i, I was you know and I, i'm glad i listened to it that time because I was in in a, in a great need of a of a reliable lead painter, 
Um, and so I started going through applicants. I must have went through 60 or so applicants until I found the guy that I needed. And then I implemented the stuff that you guys were talking about on, on you know, on, on you know, Piano Growth and also listening to what the, the podcast was saying. And and I, I, I feel that I, I personally hit a home run with this gentleman because he thinks, well, he's also ex-military, but he thinks how I think. He, he understands project management. He understands painting. He understands everything. But he also understands that, you know, in order for the business to grow, that his pieces, as long, uh, along with the rest of the painters, but, you know, if I can't be doing everything, and he understands that. So I've had to delegate uh, some of the things that I've been doing a lot, running to Sherwin, doing the things, you know, just did little things. I was taking up my time, driving up, driving everywhere, checking on this project, going on that project. And now he's able to, to, to handle that for me, you know, and it's a good feeling to have because it lets me focus on these other things that were, I was lacking, you know, I wasn't getting to on time, even though I was waking up at three or four o'clock in the morning, I still was not getting to those things. So, you know, to have somebody on board like that, you know, it's, it's great, but, you know, uh, but yes, certainly, you know, uh, as it relates to delegating, I, I am more than willing to delegate if I can, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So on that note, I'm going to bring up a, a concept um, like there's, so there's delegating and there's dumping, right? So yeah. delegating is, and there's, there's stages to delegation about doing things with um, high direction and low direction, high support, low support. Um, and initially when you delegate a task to someone, you want to be delegating it with a high level of direction and a high level of support, right? Yeah. And then as they get more competent, next time is going to be, um, you know, low level delegation, high level support, and then it'll be low and low so that you can essentially offload a task and trust that it's going to be done right. So in your example, where you went through 60 applicants, found one great painter, um, I want to just quickly bring up the difference between a good employee and a good system, right? Because mm. if you have a great employee, you can put them into a, a new into a, a business or into an uh, environment where there's very few systems and they will do well, right? Someone like, you know, like you said, ex-military, maybe entrepreneurial mm. mindset, they have like the I can figure it out mindset. But the, as you know, you went through a ton of applicants, those people are kind of few and far between. Yeah. So oh yeah. Oh yeah. You can't really rely on, hey, when I need a position, I'm going to be able to find this unicorn. Mm. Like maybe you will, but most likely you won't. So how to offset that is to have good systems and standard operating procedures. And you can put an okay person into a great system and they will do well versus having a good person into a bad system. They're they're more likely to fail. So yeah. how do we create these systems? This is the most boring part of entrepreneurship, in my opinion. Some people love this stuff, but it's documentation, writing, recording, and it's figuring out what this person is going to be doing and then creating standard operating procedures around this. Now, what is a standard operating procedure? It's either a checklist or a video or a training on exactly what they need to be doing and how to do it. So for a door hanger, someone going out doing door to door, you could probably explain how to do it effectively in one piece of paper right? Don't yeah. walk in the lawn, go do, you need to be doing this many of hour. When you start, you know, start your time track, use Strava, like, like start your activity, track your hours, send me your, um, blah, blah, blah. Like send me your screenshot of your activity when you're done, hit these neighborhoods. Um, make sure you're wearing these types of clothes. Like there are things that you need to say in order for them to do a good job, but you don't need to say a lot. Whereas if you're hiring a production manager, Right. And it's like, okay, do how do I 
greet the homeowner. What does my daily routine look like? What is my compensation structure? What should I be wearing? How, what should I, what am I driving? How do I get gas? What do I, you know, how do I do company expenses? What paint sort? Like there's a, there's a lot more and you probably need yeah. a lot more than one piece of paper to teach a production manager how to do their job. So yeah. this is where you would create like a, a resource manual that can be either video based, text based or a combination of each that you teach this person every step of the job. I mean, yeah. everything. It doesn't have to be perfect the first time as you hire each role, you're going to start figuring out more and more what systems you need. But how to just really get started with this isn't overly complicated. And people don't do it because they overcomplicate it. And if you're mm. if you're confused to how to take the next step towards a task, you just won't do it. People will just choose inaction. Yeah. So how you do that is you just open up a Word doc or a blank piece of paper, whatever you prefer, and start writing down in general, what are the tasks that they're going to be doing? Okay, so mm. let's go to the door knocker, for example. You're going to be walking door to door. They're going to be putting up door hangers. They're going to be um, driving to site or driving to the neighborhoods. They're going to be picking neighborhoods. Just keep going down, just broad strokes, everything they're doing. And then you're going to write subtasks under each one of them. What are the, what are the minutia they're going to be doing underneath one of those tasks? And then as you think through their role, what's everything that they need to know about that role to be successful? And as you go through things, you're going to like find things that maybe you didn't realize they needed before, like a uh, painter, you might need a standard operating. We just went over this in the, in the group chat a couple weeks ago, but um, mm -hmm. someone had a painter who went and took a huge dump in the homeowner's bathroom mm -hmm. while they were home. And the homeowners got upset. And it's like, well, obviously, like the painters aren't supposed to do that. Well, did you ever tell them that was it in their manual? Did you do that during onboarding? Did you have a system telling them what they're supposed to do when they have to go to the bathroom? No. <laughs> so because you don't have a system, an average person in a bad system will underperform, but an average mm -hmm. person in a great system will overperform. So we need to think through all of these like edge cases over time and we'll build it over time. The important thing is getting V1, getting version one out there and then expanding on it as you learn more about these roles. As you bring on people, you figure out where their gaps are. Oh, you have someone show up to work in raggedy clothes. We now have a new line item on our on our standard operating procedure about the clothes that you need to wear, right? Oh, yeah. someone was 20 minutes late. Okay, now we have a time tracking system. And so every line in the system is there because of something that happened. So it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be started and then you'll build on it over time. Yeah, that makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. I start doing that. I mean, I, I do have, I mean, there is an employee handbook that uh, my guys get right off the bat. Um, so when um, they create their profile for for their payroll, um, there's an acknowledgement form that they, that they have to acknowledge that they received the employee handbook. Mm -hmm. um, and I tell the guys, read, read it. You need to read it. There's a lot of information in there. You got to read it. So um, so I do have procedures set in place, but something in, in that nature that you're talking about, you know, that, you know, and how you explain it, I, I need to create something for that as well. So, yeah. I mean, FreshCode is FreshCode definitely has some good systems. Um, you know, know a lot of the leadership on FreshCode now, and like they're great people, and they have a lot of good systems. And so you have a you have a a benefit now, an advantage, because you know what a good system looks like. Yeah, right? you can emulate yeah. that for your own systems, but they don't have systems for everything because every business is a little bit different. Yes. So I would recommend you know going back, like you know, do the priority priority management exercises, and yeah. um. And then uh, figure out what you need to delegate, figure out the people that you need, 
and then just write a rough system. Open up a Google Doc, write a rough system for how to do door door hangers, mm. right? And then when you find someone, well, now you have a training manual. Take this, yeah. get started, right? That will I'll teach you how to do it as you do it. But this is the manual. This make sure we don't forget anything. Yeah, yeah. So like even when I do, I don't do my uh, our onboarding calls anymore. But even I did a, over hundred onboarding calls. I would open up my SOP for onboarding calls to make sure I didn't miss anything. It's like, make sure you introduce, like do this and then show them this and then make sure to tell them about these three things and then show them this. And like, I could do it without, but it would take way more mental energy to mm -hmm. do it without having my system next to me than having it. Yeah. Have it open. It's like, okay, cool. I know that I'm not going to miss anything versus, oh, what was the other thing again? And, you know, that's part of business too, isn't just about being productive, but it's about like maintaining your mental energy. So mm. like those onboarding calls could have been like draining for me if I was like trying to think and rack my brain for everything, or I just followed the process and, and just got it done. And then I finished and it didn't take any mental energy. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I don't mean to like add more things to your plate. It's going to get sure. worse before it gets better. Right. But mm -hmm. If you start at working on these higher priority things, it's going to get better a lot quicker than just trying to slug it out for the rest of the year. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. I just, uh, you know, again, it's, it's the things that you don't think about, you know, uh, I mean, you're, you're kind of already doing it, but you don't really think about and how to create the system to where, you know, it, you know, uh, you won't have to worry too much like it's there you know it's that mental thing that you're talking about like it's just too much in your head too much going on if you had a system set in place that you know here it is this is what this is what you need to do you know read it understand it you know and execute it you know versus you know trying to figure out okay you know how do i guide this person and i take this person by the hand and we walk them through and you know which is part of it too but it's it's you know it's more of a stress reliever i guess you could say when you have something in place that you can hand somebody to say this is the standard this you know this is what i expect you to to you know at the level i need to perform in or at and this is what i want this is what i need you to do you know so it makes it much easier yeah exactly and then and then it's a lot easier to reprimand someone if they don't follow the system yes like, i had yes. a friend hired once um never hire your friends that's an awful idea but I'd hired a friend to be a painter because he needed a job this one summer. And I like go to site where he's working and he's um, he's scraping a wall, which is fine. But he's got he's got big over the ear headphones on and he's got a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. you can't do this. He's like, but the customers aren't home. I'm like, that's not the point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I, I got a painter that likes to wear his hat off to the side a little bit, you know, and. I've had to tell him, you know, a couple of times, like what I need to do to make, to ensure that that hat stays on correct. If you want to wear it backwards, I'm okay with that, but it's not off to the side. Like he said, you know, it's his thing was like, it's not bothering anybody. I said, what well, is bothering me? And you're walking around looking like that. You're a representation of the company. So let's act accordingly. Make sure you wear the hat correctly, you know? So, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, like you would think that they would know not to do that, you know, case in point, cigarettes and headphones like that. But, you know, sometimes you don't, it's, you know, it's, you don't have it written down and you don't say here, this is what I don't want you to do that. You know, they yep. just kind of, they just kind of do it, you know, until common you sense isn't that common. Yeah, exactly. It's just out the window for some reason. And I don't understand why, I don't, how I don't get it, but it's just out the window. You're right. Absolutely right. 
Yeah. And that's, you know, that's the benefit of having things written down, writing down like a system is to write down the things that you think are obvious, but aren't obvious to everybody. Like don't blow yeah. up the customer's toilet when they're home or ever. Yeah. Or ever. Yeah, exactly. Don't dry your hands on their towels. Don't clean your brushes mm -hmm. in their, you know, master bathroom. Exactly. But you need to say those things or else, you know, eventually you're going to have someone who does those things because they weren't told not to do them. Exactly. So um, I think as in general, humans are kind of, I mean, humans are absolutely like lazy people, right? We take the path mm -hmm. of least resistance. That's why we invented the remote control and iPhones and all this stuff because we wanted to save yeah. time and do things easier. Yeah. So, um, but, but that's why I think entrepreneurship is a little bit, um, you know, counter human nature because we choose the hard path, right? We choose mm -hmm. the hard path for a shorter period of time in order to get the easy path you know, later. Yeah. And entrepreneurship is the only business ownership is the only way that you can, you know, short of winning the lottery, where you can make, you know, millions of dollars a year, hypothetically, if you do it well, yeah. but it's super hard to get there. Yeah, it's not easy, you know, no. but I'm in it. I'm in it for the long run. So are you? Yeah, you know, I sat down with with my guys, I took them to breakfast on Monday. And, you know, just, you know, just to outside of because we're on this big project right now and i said well, i'll just meet you you know i told him meet me at, at denny's on monday morning we went and everything just had a conversation with them uh very informal obviously and i just, and i and i just asked the guy I said what is it that you guys are trying to do you know they're young they're in their 20s you know young guys i said what is it that you guys are trying to do with this you know uh you know because they tell me that they love to paint you know and you know and i try to you know uh i try to mentor them as much as possible uh, because I mean, I'm twice their age, so I try to mentor them as much as possible. And and I, you know, I said at some point you're gonna you're gonna have to outgrow this 20 year old phase that you know that you guys are in, and you're gonna have to, you know, you know, mold yourself into you know a a you know someone that you know can when you get when you have kids, you know, you want to be able to say, you know, I've been there, I've done that, this is what I did, kind of thing, you know, and. Uh, they're like, well, you know, we want to, one guy was like, I want to, I want to own a painting business. That's what I want to do, you know? And his thing, and I said, why do you want to own a painting business? He said, because I just want to make my own hours and, you know, I don't want to have anybody tell me what to do and, you know, that, that kind of stuff. And I said, okay, well, that's the wrong reason why you should own any business at all in general, period. I said, you know, it's hard. It's hard to own a business. It's not, you know, the hours you put in, the, the sacrifices that you make, the, the things you have to go through to just to keep climbing that, you know, that staircase, you know, it's it can be difficult, you know, and it can be demoralizing at times. And you feel like you're stuck and you feel like you can't get ahead. And then when you get ahead, you get knocked back down and you kind of keep moving. And I said, it's it, you got so many things that, you know, as a as a painter that you don't think about as a business owner, you know, when you become a business owner. You're not only worried about the painters, you worry about everything else that comes with that comes along with that business and things that you don't even think about. You know, I said it's it's not an easy process. It's not an easy thing to do. But once you get to a point to where you achieved something that you want to do, then then it, that's a feel good moment. But you can't stay there. You got to keep moving forward, you know, and you're going to keep running into more problems and more issues moving forward. So I said, you know, you got to you got to understand this. You know, and I try to preach to my to my painters and said, don't think of this job as just your, you guys are a painter. Yes, that's your profession, but look at it as a whole, you know, as I'm trying to grow, but I can't grow without you guys. And you guys are trying to grow, but you can't grow 
you know, if you stay with, you know, with, the, you know, with me, you can't grow without me. You know, I got to bring the work to you. I got to do the things I got to do to in order to put food on your table, a roof over your head to pay for you guys to pay the bills. And, you know, we're dependent on each other. You know, I'm not successful. If you're not successful and you're not successful. If I'm not successful, kind of kind of situation. So it's, it's a hand in hand. We, we have to work together, you know, yeah. and it's extremely important that we do, you know. So I, I try I try to tell them that, you know, this isn't, um, you know, you, you have to be selfless in this effort that we're that we're trying, you know, to be successful in. You know, there's no individualism when it comes to this, when it comes to this type of team that I'm trying to create, you know, so. Yeah. And even um, in, in business to go to go one further, like if you're just in business to make money, you'll yeah. you'll give up or you're fa you'll fail right? You'll, yeah. you'll choose a path that, you know, you'll get an opportunity to make a quick buck in exchange for your values. And yeah. that will, you'll get caught and you'll, it'll be detrimental. Like I've had, you know, lots of opportunities come to me. I'm sure you have too, where, you know, opportunity to make a big payday, but it's like, in, it would call my values into question and it's just not worth it. Right. I'm in, I'm yeah. playing the long game. And the reason I'm so passionate about painter growth is because of the impact that we're able to have on you know, on, on people like you on like maybe someone who didn't struggle in their whole life instead of, of figuring it out and figuring out how to get work and, you know, me buying a bigger house or nicer cars, putting their kids in, you know, nicer schools. Like I'm passionate about that and it's awesome making an impact. And, um, I'm, uh, definitely thankful for, for, you know, you finding us because, uh, yeah, you're an awesome contributor to the community and, and, um, we love having you. And I know that you're going to, you're, you're going to do big things, man. Yeah, and that—that's the plan. That's the whole reason why I got in. I got in in this thing. Like I said, I—I I thought at the time uh, I was taking a risk, not because I didn't believe that you guys couldn't help me. It's just at that time in that particular part part of my my life, which was you know a few weeks ago. But there there was a difficult decision to make, even at that time, um, you know, to do it. And I was like, if if I don't do this now, I'm probably not going to do it ever. You know, on top of the fact that painting season is right around the corner for us as well. And it's going to get extremely busy, you know, at, at least that's the plan. That's the hope, you know, but, you know, knowing that that's around the corner, it's like, I, I need to have whatever it is that they're going to do for me or I'm going to learn. I need to do it between now and April. This is, this is my time to get what I need to get in so I can do what I got to do from April to whatever, you know, October, you know, September, October, November timeframe, you know, this yeah. is my block. This is my this window. Is time. This is the time to get it done, to get the system figured yeah. out, to get your time under control so that you're not running around like a chicken with their head cut off all summer. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm extremely grateful that, you know, that I, you know, that I am able to do this, you know, because, you know, there's I, a year and a half ago, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. You know, mm -hmm. now I am, now I can. And uh, it's a great program. I, I would tell you that uh, I don't, I don't know how you, created all this but i'm glad you did because you know and i'm sure there's a lot of work put into this and a lot of long you probably had a long long nights and early mornings trying to figure all this out as well but you know whatever that took there are plenty of us out here that are extremely grateful that you created this because it's it's very helpful it is very very helpful you know and a lot of the stuff that you're doing for us or teaching us is outside the box type of things that you know i i you know there's some things i didn't think about you know um you know so uh, so yes, it's, it's great. This program is, is, is on point. I will say what, that. What would you say to someone who's like, you know, was in your situation, maybe doing, you know, five to 20,000 a month, doesn't have a lot of disposable income, um, wrestling with the financial decision to join? Like, what would you say to them? To do it? Uh, I mean, I'm not saying to go, you know, cause yourself further financial, you know, distress or anything like that. But if, if you get the chance to do it, 
then do it. You know, um, that there's, there's things in this program that, and I can't, and there's a litany of things. I can't, there's not enough time on here to, to talk about it, but there's a litany of things that will definitely guide you. There's, there, there is a, there's a method to the madness and all this, you know, and, you know, the direction and, and, and everything that there's, that you're going through to, to get to the point where you want to be at in your business is certainly found within this program because uh, it, it helps. And it's, you know, uh, we say in the army, you know, just, you know, break it down. You know, when I have to explain something to soldiers, you know, so when I had to tell somebody something, I would, you know, I would say, I'm going to break this down to you. Blues clues, Sesame street style. So you fully understand what I'm trying to tell you, you know, and, and in, in this, it's simple. It's not hard. You know, the only thing that's hard to do is get yourself out there to do the things that you weren't doing before that you may be, you know, whether it's doing Facebook posts and being on videos and doing things that you were uncomfortable in doing, those may be hard things for you to do, but the actual program in itself is, is not, I mean, it's, it's fairly simple. It's straightforward. There's, you know, there's no, you know, uh, you're not trying to guess at anything, you know, and then on top of that, everybody in the program is going through the exact, if not close to the exact same thing that you're going through. So there's a lot of people within the program that are, that are feeding off of each other under, you know, trying to get the same thing that you're trying to get. So everybody's in the, you know, in the same fight, you know, and it's great. You know, there's nobody's, there's no inferior, you know, there's no superior. There's nothing like that. Everybody's on the same sheet of music trying to do the same thing. I appreciate that, man. Um, and uh, what what position were you? What rank were you in the army? Uh, E seven. I I got out as E seven. I was uh, uh, sergeant first class. Well, okay. Thank you for your service. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah. So I did my twenty, and once I did I did my twenty, I was I was out. You know, I enjoyed it. It was great. It was it was a fast twenty years though. Wow. Very fast twenty years. So I got in when I was eighteen, and I was retired by thirty nine, and then. Did a couple of things after that schooling and took a contracting job and then started my painting business uh, a couple yeah. years after the contracting job. So got a little yeah. military pension, I imagine too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's great. You know, it's nice. You know, I got my little perks here and there, and uh, too bad I can't use my military perk along with my Sherman Williams perk that I get, but <laughs> they won't let me stack it. But I mean, it's okay, yeah. you know. So yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's great though. It's good. It's good. So yeah. I, uh, it, was, it was a great time. Well, thanks for your time today. Um, I hope that was valuable. Uh, you got some work to do and uh, you're you're destined for big things, man. Appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Thanks, thanks for the whole uh, podcast thing. It was great. It was great. Thanks for listening to the Painter Growth Podcast. If you want to grow your painting business, go to www.paintergrowth.com or click on the top link in the description. Talk soon.